The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. see you. So, what have you guys been up to over the summer? Yeah. Uh, last week I was in camp. I actually Ooh. just got home yesterday. So. Are you a little bit tired? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for still helping out this morning. I appreciate it. How about you? Slip and sliding. It's been some good days for slip and sliding, hasn't it? Yeah. Music camp. Ooh. Gabe? Been working? Yeah, it's been good days for working, too. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball camp. You guys camp a lot. <laughs> it's pretty cool. One of the things that I always associate with the summer is uh, bringing in the groceries from the van. Now, I did that year-round whenever we got groceries, but in the summer, for some reason, there was a sense of urgency. We didn't want the ice cream to melt or we didn't want the milk to warm or anything like that. And so mom would have us do it pretty quick, right? And so we would try to carry as many things as we possibly could. Now, how many of you have ever tried to carry a gallon of milk? Yeah? Okay. How many of you can carry one in each hand? Eh, kind of. How many of you use two hands for a gallon of milk? Okay, so not quite one in each hand and not quite two, somewhere in between. When I was growing up, I was always amazed at my mom and my dad because they could carry two or three gallons of milk in each hand. And we had six people in our house, so we had two or three gallons of milk in each hand. But I was always amazed. I'm like, how do you do that? My fingers fall off and hurt <laughs> if I try to carry two or three gallons. But as I got older, I realized that I could fit more and more in there and hang on just more and more. Now today, every time I carry a couple gallons in each hand, I remember my parents. Now, when we're small, when we're littler, we carry about one thing at a time. As we grow up, 
More and more is added to what we do. But the chore remains the same, right? We're still bringing in groceries from the car. The gospel today, even though it's really short, it's just like that. We're told, to, we're told that whoever welcomes a prophet... Now, who's a prophet? Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of prophets that we hear about, but they're important people, right? Whoever welcomes a prophet receives a prophet's reward. Whoever welcomes the righteous, again, very important, receives the righteous reward. And whoever offers a cup of cold water to a, one of these little ones, which seems pretty every day, doesn't it? Do you see a prophet every day? Do you see a little one every day? Yes. Even offers a cup of water to one of these little ones, none of these lose their reward. What this is saying is that we practice our discipleship day after day after day. I can't tell you how many times I carried in groceries, but I do know that it was practiced. You probably can't tell me how many times you went down the slip and slide, but I bet you're pretty good at it. You can't tell me how many times you practice your trombone, but it shows. You can't tell me how many times you went to various camps or dribbled a basketball or anything like that, but we see it. Our discipleship is the same. Our discipleship is something that we practice every day. And the big things, when we see prophets and righteous people and when we're at church and when major moments happen in our lives, but even in the small things and the things we do every day, and how we practice who we are and who are we becoming. So, as you go throughout your summer with work and with camps and with slip and slides and everything else, I want you to think, how am I being a disciple? How am I being a Christian every day? Can everybody look at my nose? How are you being a Christian every day? Think about it. Yeah. Loving each other. other. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else? Helping your parents? Playing with each other. Playing with each other, including one another. Yeah. These seem like everyday things. These seem like things that aren't very special, but this is the practice This is the pattern that God uses to do great things. So, keep it up. Keep that good work up. And over time, see what God's calling you to pick up. Should we pray? All right, let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks in the way that over time, you call us into greater and greater things. But, as always, we start off with the basics. We start off with what it is to love you and love one another. We start off what it is to play with one another and to include each other. We start off with our daily lives. We ask that as we go throughout this summer, you would be with us in our daily lives, teaching us how to be good Christian people, teaching us how to be disciples, and that ultimately we might hear your voice when you call us. In your name we pray. Amen.
In the name of Jesus, amen. As many of you know, Chris and I just got back from a trip. One of my favorite parts of traveling is seeing things I haven't seen before. Now, one particular thing that I saw on this trip was a giant cruise ship. We weren't on it, but every time I see one of those, I think simultaneously, wow, that's huge. It must have taken a lot of knowledge to build it, and how does that float? (laughs) Now I know there's science with it, and I know the science with it, but I don't trust the science with it. (laughs) How does that float? But it did, and it was. And because it was floating, it was anchored into a harbor area. Now, how this ship was anchored into the harbor area is that it had several cords leading off various uh, points on the ship, and they were tied to different, and I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was called, but cleats. They were tied to different dock cleats. Now, the cords on a cruise ship, the ropes on a cruise ship are huge. I mean, they're bigger around than I am, and, and they were several coming off of this. And so as Kristen and I walked past the ship, you could look down and see this thing tied to it with a great amount of tension on it. Now, it had a little dip in the line, but... Oh, is Kristen showing the picture? Okay, great. (laughs) If you want to see the picture, there it is. Now, if it was amazing to kind of just see the engineering of it. As I look at that, I think of how many pieces of twine and bales of hay that I've broke in my life. I think of how many ropes that I've used to lift those bales that I've broken in my life. And yet you see this huge ship being tied down to these relatively small cleats with just a rope. Now part of the rope was frayed. And inside of it, you could see a variety of ropes that were all tied together. And inside those ropes, a variety of twine and strings, and I don't know exactly what fiber or what product this was used. It could have been plastic, it could have been synthetic, but you saw that it was all woven together. It wasn't one mighty rope, it was several thousands of tiny little ropes that created this anchor. The text that we have today is a endpoint for a lesson that, that Jesus, that Christ, has been teaching over the course of the entire 10th chapter of Matthew. This 10th chapter of Matthew, as you probably remember, began way back when Jesus is sending out the 12 disciples the first time. And as Jesus sends out the disciples, this 10th chapter starts off with basic, basic instructions. What to bring, what not to bring. How to enter a town or a house. When to stay, when to go. But quickly... In the 10th chapter, Jesus turns to a little bit of heads-up warning. People won't always like the disciples when they enter, and so Jesus warns about how families can be changed in this calling, how you yourself can be ridiculed by a crowd or by the government or by even one another as you pick up the cross. Jesus takes it one step forward and even says that our lives can be at risk as we pick up the cross, that we have a tendency, and there is this tendency, that when we seek to save our lives, we lose it, and when we lose our lives for the sake of the gospel, they are indeed saved. And then we have this text, this text that anchors us, where we see 
Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet, whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person, and whoever offers a cup of cool water to one of these little ones, all receive their reward. In the course of the 10th chapter of Matthew, we've seen Christ tell us about the magnificent earth-changing things that the kingdom of God brings when God sends God's people out. As God sent the 12 out, as God sent God's son out, as God sends us and our brothers and sisters throughout the world as congregations out into the world to proclaim not just who God is and who we are, but how to be like the body of Christ in the world. But more than that, Jesus also points us towards the normal, everyday things that's used to build this huge, life-changing kingdom. It's the cup of cool water. If this kingdom moves giant ships, if this being sent into, into the world is to anchor major things in our lives, then the tiny strands that run through it is the daily practice. Cups of cool water that we offer to one another in the name of God, in the name of Christ, to stranger and neighbor, brother and sister. The daily practice is the foundation of God's movement in the world. Not just for the small, but for all things. So I ask you, who looks thirsty in your lives? Who's the little one? Who are the little ones in your lives? Who's the people, who are the people that you see every day? Who are the people that you've noticed for a while now that are in need? What daily practice are we being called to as a congregation? Are you being called to as an individual? Is the community being called to an awareness to address? We often talk about the major earth-changing things that the church, that the gospel bring into our lives, but this text calls us to focus on our daily living, on the cups of cool water we are to offer. So who are they? We each take a turn being the one in need of those cups, but we each take a turn in being the ones who offer them too. It seems too simple. It seems too little. It seems too regular to be the actual work of the kingdom of God, to simply look out and see who's in need and then to engage them in what seems to be a brief and acute need. And yet the whole ship of Christ is tied down with it. Who needs a drink? Who needs you to be a disciple? Look in your lives. Look in your community. 
look as an individual and as a church, the major things of kingdom come and God's will be done are anchored in this. Thanks be to God for the prophets. Thanks be to God for the righteous. Thanks be to God for the little ones and the water that springs up in our lives to be offered. Amen.